0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
2: This is Denise Salcedo with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open podcast. On today's show, we'll be giving you a full breakdown of WWE Backlash, what we can expect from Bad Bunny in the San Juan Street Fight, plus join Dave LaGreca and Danny Doring for the best moments from 80s WrestleCon. Tommy, let's get into the street fight. San Juan street fight. Bad Buddy versus Damian Priest is going to be happening later today. Uh, I want to start off by asking you, what are your thoughts of Bad Buddy as an in-ring performer? And are your expectations, you know, are they low? Are they average? Are they high? Where are we at here? Um,
3: I have high expectations. Here's why. He has risen to the occasion. Every single time he has performed in a WWE ring. My other part, he does not have to do this. He does not have to go out there and risk his body, risk his where he makes his millions of dollars, where he is a global uh, superstar outside of the WWE. I mean, this guy is the real deal musician. And on top of his game, it's not like, you know, a lot of times back in the day, performers would try their hand at wrestling when their career is fading. I mean, he is, like I said, selling out stadiums. So um, his in-ring has always been really, really good. The street fight aspect will help him because, you know, like I was talking about Dom, he doesn't have the reps in the ring to have a classic wrestling match and yes this has added to a feud it will work out perfectly for him and it's going to be a moment it's going to be another wwe moment with him that will live in history for a long long time just because i mean hey you look at the crowd they have yesterday they're going to have that same crowd tonight and for him it's going to be godlike reactions for almost everything he does and if they could settle into some heat and put where a bad bunny might even lose oh man it's going to be it's going to be something and then you got to sit there and be like you know hopefully something happens like you saw like with the like last night like i'm sorry yeah last night like it should be a preview of what you saw last night it should kind of continue what you see tonight and it's i mean i know damien priest he's a hell of a wrestler and like i said you asked me the question bad bunny uh he has really really earned his stripes as well as like for me when you don't have to do something and you do it you do because you love it and that whole aspect of it is why i know it's going to be good
2: I was so surprised by how much I ended up loving that tag team match that he was in at WrestleMania 37 yeah. and seeing him go in there and hit all of these spots. Like he did the Canadian Destroyer. He did like a Hurricanrana. And like, he was just so, uh, he he gave us so much more than I even anticipated at the time. I was so surprised by how he just went in there and he was so smooth. And whatever he did, there was nothing that he did that was insulting to the fans, to the viewers, where you're like, get this guy out of here no and one of the things i also like about bad bunny tommy is that he doesn't you know he he committed right to doing this match at backlash we could have let's be real we could have seen him maybe once before this we could have just seen him here today because they could have easily not had him, you know, on Rafter Mania or even I forget when they had him again, but they didn't have to have him for all the shows. He could have easily been like, nah, you know, I got other things going on. He's a worldwide, uh, you know, megastar. But the fact that he actually took the time to come in and do all of these appearances before Backlash just helped set up this match, you can't help but also give a little respect for that.
3: Absolutely. You are talking to someone who not only once but twice paid to see Mr. T perform. And if you go back and do your homework, watch Mr. T's actual performance at WrestleMania wasn't the best. Um, Lawrence Taylor, his performance, main eventing WrestleMania, Lawrence Taylor. And I'm the, the biggest Lawrence Taylor fan and the biggest Giants fan. Lawrence Taylor did not have. If that match would have went about another 30 seconds to a minute, I think Lawrence Taylor probably would have collapsed from because he had no oxygen in his body. And it wasn't the best performance. I'm also a straight-up fan, and I realize, like, I mean, Mr. T was barely even in the ring. When I was there live, it didn't matter. He was the biggest, toughest guy I've ever seen. Now that I go back and I watch it as a performer, I'm like, huh, Mr. T wasn't the best. When I watch Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow, I've already known it because I wrestled him. I realized Bam Bam Bigelow was one of the best. Now with Bad Bunny, Logan Paul, um, the Green Arrow, I forgot his name. I always forget. Stephen Amell. And he is amazing. All these people have stepped up to the plate as celebrities. Listen, when David Arquette won the WCW title, not worthy. I booked David Arquette on my shows and the guy went out on my house of hardcore shows. The guy went out there and put on a performance. And I was just like, you really want this? And he's like, I do. And he doesn't need it. And that, like when I say that drive, it's because they love the wrestling business, but the celebrity aspect of this, even Snooki stepped up to the plate when Snooki and you know what, whether she did it because she liked it or whether she did it because, Uh, Her children liked it. When you have that celebrity and like, literally you could do whatever you want, but then you come in and you go out there and perform the way you do. It's an extra hats off because this isn't your world. Just like, Hey, I just finished shooting a pilot for Hulu. And when my director and they're like, you're really good. And you do your own stunts. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have the passion for acting like I did wrestling, but then I was like, Oh yeah, I know if this gets picked up yeah, we'll see like, if my schedule works out, I'd love to be a part of it because I still love wrestling. But when you go to these different genres of entertainment, then you're like, Hmm, this is different. And when you have the success level that he has, like I said, think of, I don't know, that guy called the rock who got hurt at WrestleMania and like couldn't do what he was supposed to do. What if Bad Bunny accidentally uh, gets hit in the throat? You have no clue the ramifications. Go back and uh, John Laurinaitis, he had that scratchy voice. When John Laurinaitis first started wrestling, he didn't have that scratchy voice because he got kicked in his Adam's apple and it messed up his larynx. And his voice is different because of an injury in the ring. And if you're his management, if you are this, it's like, yo, do you really want to do this? And when he's like, yeah, I really want to do this, it's something. Uh, It truly is. Much respect. And he goes out there, like you said, I was beyond surprised. And then you hear that these guys are in the ring training with other WWE superstars. And they're like, yeah, we're we're getting him ready for that. Uh, You know, nothing but props.
0: Hey, everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and
4: I serve you up the picks, plays and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers.
2: Hey, let's talk about this card. Let's see who we think is going to be winning. Uh, let's kick it off. Uh, let's start off with Seth Rollins versus Omos. Uh, Tommy, what do you think about this random matchup? And uh, who do you think walking out winning this one?
3: Random matchup, yes. Not much of a build. Um, hopefully, it's not Seth Rollins taking his eye off the prize. Um, Omos, as I said, like he needs, if you're going to push this guy, how they have been pushing him, and this may piss off a lot of people as a WWE champion, he needs to defeat Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins, super duper popular. Could you imagine on the same show if both Cody and Seth Rollins lose, what's gonna to happen to your raw brand? But I mean, there I would like to see Seth Rollins win, continue the trajectory that he's on, but anything can happen in the world. Of WWE, trust me when I tell you.
2: I would be uh I'm not gonna lie to you, but I do not want to see Seth Rollins lose this match whatsoever. I, agree. I don't like, want to see at it either. All. And Omos would-
3: has lost a lot of big matches but they keep building him as going to be something. He's got a new outfit. He's got a new look. Could this be the, you know, rise of this person?
2: I would, I would be so shocked. It would be my shocker of the night. Let's get into the United States championship match. Austin theory, defending his championship against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Uh, Do you think there's any chance that theory drops the title?
3: Hmm. I'm a massive fan of Bobby Lashley, and I also like look forward to a Bobby Lashley Roman Reigns because we haven't heard much of Roman Reigns. Uh, we've seen it before, but I also think Bobby Lashley is another person that needed a switch. Uh, I believe he is switching; is now on the SmackDown brand. Don't think they're going to take the title off off of Austin Theory though. So.
2: Yeah, I feel like they've done too much to take the belt away from him. So I also believe that he's going to be retaining. Uh, Let's get into the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defending her title against Io Sky. Uh, Is there a chance we see a brand new Raw Women's Champion crowned?
3: No chance in hell. Bianca retains.
2: Same, completely agree. Uh, we also got Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sammy Zayn teaming together to take on the Usos and Sola Sikoa. Uh, does this look like a straightforward win for Riddle, Owens, and Sammy, or do you think there's actually a chance that the bloodline's going to take this one?
3: The bloodlines decline without the, uh, the leader to uh, be acknowledged as something. Uh, I, you know what? I forgot to ask you, as well as the nation, something that shocked me. Solo spoke. Was this the first time he spoke?
2: He had spoken previously oh, okay. um, on a backstage segment with Paul Heyman when Paul Heyman was kind of like getting—he was—you can tell—he was getting on Solo Sekoa's nerves. And then I—I I believe uh, Solo said something along the lines of, "Don't worry, I'll handle it," something like that. It was very brief, but he did speak. The times that he has spoken, I think now it's twice. It's been like minimal words. <laughs>
3: I would have just kept him silent for as long as possible, and whenever he spoke, I would have had him do it in front of the live crowd. Um, kind of felt it was a throwaway, not needed, because again, I had thought that Solo had never spoken before. Uh, of course, Paul Heyman's going to make somebody speak when they're angry. Uh, I've been there. Um, <laughs> if it furthers the storyline, it's going to work. It's going to be a great match. Uh, big fan of everybody in that ring. Bloodline. Has been the bloodline for the wrestling industry. Best storyline that's been going on for a long, long time. And uh, the cracks in the foundation. But we need to hear from Roman Reigns. And we need to hear from him quickly. Or see him.
2: At least, exactly. Uh, I think this one I'm going to go with uh, Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sammy Zayn winning. I feel like because these guys are going to be on separate brands from the bloodline, I want to see them go strong. And right now it just makes more sense for the Usos and Solo to, Solo to take the loss here just because of this dissension that we're seeing with the bloodline. Um, Next up, let's get into the SmackDown Women's Championship match, and that is Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. Uh, Do you think this is going to be a straightforward win for Rhea Ripley, or are we going to be surprised and see Zelina Vega have her Uh, you know, a crazy moment in Puerto Rico.
3: I would love to see it happen for Zelina Vega. Um, Unfortunately, bigger picture. I think uh, Rhea retains the underdog. Losing to Rhea will also help Zelina. I just feel it's Rhea's time. Yes, and it is capturing a moment. But if you also think about WWE, Sami Zayn, Montreal in the greatest storyline ever, he wasn't able to do it. And Zelina and Rhea isn't the greatest storyline ever. And I just, unfortunately, I don't think for a lot of us, uh, the Sacramento Kings getting to the playoffs uh, and going to game seven against the former champions of Golden State and losing actually helps Sacramento. I know this hurts their fan base, but it helps it helps them get over even more for next year something to think about with Zelina Vega because she's super mega talented.
2: And I feel like it's already a win within itself, her having this match, her having this opportunity. So like that, it's good. Like she she, she can lose and she's not going to lose like anything from it, right? She's going to have a magical moment regardless. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes, official pick here.
3: Both of you and I have discussed it. I would love it for be Cody, but I've also talked myself into different ways of how it could be Brock.
2: All right. My official pick for this one's Cody uh, main. Oh, no, I'm not going to say main event. I don't know why I'm thinking main event because I, I was arguing with, like talking about what would be the main event. If it's going to be Brock and Cody, or if it's going to be bad Bunny, Damien priest, but who knows? Um. So anyways, bad Bunny versus Damien priest, San Juan street fight. Uh, actually, I might as well ask you this too. On top of that, on top of who you think is going to win, do you think there's a chance that this will be the main event? Or do you think they'll keep it uh, Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes?
3: Brock and Cody, I don't know how much time you're going to give that. Uh, I don't know what the main event is. This, again, why I love professional wrestling. I've you know, i written pay-per-views. I've written uh, televisions. And it's like, what would I put on last? Um, crowd-wise, probably I would put on ba- Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. But then I also realized, well, this is also a, a WWE show. Would I want to go Brock and Cody? Then I got to think. Brock's last, like, long-ass main event was him versus Roman with the uh, forklift. If he's going to have that type of match, then, yes, I am putting that on last. Um, for this, I would go with um, I would go with Bad Bunny over. I would also go with maybe Ray and Zelina hitting a double 619 on the interference of Dom and um, Rhea, So that also helps vindicate uh, Zelina Vega's loss earlier and then get the biggest star uh, or the biggest Latino star, Bad Bunny, getting his hand raised next to Rey Mysterio next to Zelina Vega really also helps that LWO, helps everyone get over and that crowd will love it. If you want to talk crazy Tommy Dreamer brain, I'm going to go with heat. I'm going to take a ring bell like Randy Savage did to Ricky Steamboat and I'm going to injure bad bunny's throat and he's never going to be able to sing again and then they're going to burn that place down <laughs> but I, you can't think that to way anymore again.
2: uh you know i kind of want to see bad bunny and Damian priest as the main event now i, I changed my opinion because originally i did want brock lesnar cody because it just made more sense and since it's a wwe show But I think after last night and just the crowd reaction, and when I think about the match that I'm most looking forward to, it's actually Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest.
0: NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or Lending Partner Banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
1: demolition one of the greatest tag teams of all time again you know a lot of people like yourself fighting for them to be in the hall of fame correct absolutely i can't believe that they're not and you love their theme song i i I think we all do dave don't we well for you and this and please sirs thank you so much for being here but for, but for me, and this is where I think it's a difference of generations, but not only just generations, Danny, but also fandom and where you were, you know, at that time in the country where you were living. But when I see these two de- gentlemen and their they're legends, no matter what characters they played, you know them as Demolition. I think most fans here probably at 80s Wrestling Con, does as well, but when I look at them, I see Crusher Khrushchev and the mass superstar. So it's,
6: you know.
7: Well, thank you, my friend. Uh,
6: even with the paint on their faces? I but
7: see, that's what it is. It's a, see, it, but, and you're too kind with gentlemen, but we'll accept <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: but, but let me ask you first, because, you know, being a part of Demolition, a lot of people yelling and screaming about you being in the Hall of Fame, and you've been so many different characters but when i see you i see the mass superstar so for you i guess it's like it depends on where you are in the country or what convention you're at you could be demolition or you could be the mass superstar
7: right if it's generally down south it's uh, a lot of favoritism towards Mass superstar of course up here it's demolition so you know we're just happy to be attending these events uh meeting and greeting and chatting with all the fans so it brings back good positive memories for us too yes
1: and of course bill edie barry darso here demolition here at 80s wrestling con if anybody's in the area please come down i mean there's still like this tremendous line <laughs> outside the building of people trying to get in and you know it's got to be um great for you to see all these years later that people still want to meet you, you still get these tremendous crowds, you're a legend. I mean, when you hear that, what do you think in your mind when you hear
6: people call you a legend? Oh, it's it's huge, and one of the greatest things is we're signing autographs for people, and they, they bring up things that happened 20 years ago, and it just brings back the memories for us, and it's like, oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, And it's just, it's just huge. And they, and, and, and they to bring
7: their families and their yeah. kids. It's 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 humbling, really.
6: Yeah, it's like over all these years, and they still know who we are and everything. It's it's really an honor.
4: It, it, for me, as a growing up as a WWE fan, growing up as a kid northeast, I lived out here my whole life like Demolition that was my tag team growing up like I am like later on before I got into business so it's kind of surreal for me to be interviewing you guys it's like it's a mark out moment for me completely but and to this day Demolition's theme song is on my gym playlist so when I'm in the gym and I'm hitting chest day I am listening to Demolition it's probably one of my all-time favorite music themes I'm sure Dave you would agree with that that it's like, that's undeniable when you hear that. It's, that's demolition and and to be honest with you, thank you so much for everything you guys have done. Inspiring a young guy at the time to get into the business later on and become a tag team wrestler. Yeah, and and
6: what's funny is we hear that song and we still get goosebumps. It's almost, all we picture is the curtain opening and axe going first and smashing I mean, you still feel it. Yeah,
7: it's a, a, and it fit the the character, fit the gimmick. I think that uh, a lot of the people used to say, Once the music started, they knew something was going to happen.
6: And, you know, they did a heck of a job, Jimmy Hart and uh, McGuire, creating the whole thing with Rick Derringer, phenomenal job.
1: It's undeniable, it really is. I think it's, it's a, the
6: best song yeah. out of anyone going out to the And range. speaking
1: of music, what you hear in the background is Bill After singing Barry Manilow songs.
6: Yeah. Oh, only
1: at 80s Only at 80s WrestleCon, Con. yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Is there a, a a defining
4: moment that you guys have uh, done together that you would think is one of your favorite memories of,
7: of being a tag team? Well, I think the, the, the WrestleManias we were involved in and You know there's so many positives if we if we could mention 10 we'd probably leave out 20. yeah so
6: you know i i I think for me it was uh andre and haku in the sky dome that one i it was great because they're two friends of ours and and we didn't know at the time but that was andre's last match too wow wow i didn't know that that's yeah
4: yeah. and mind-blowing by the way and um absolutely um it's mind-blowing to me that you guys are not—you're not in the Hall of Fame. That's unbelievable to me, and I don't—I would take up that mantle any time like that.
7: Well, that's not—not not of our choosing. That—that that boils down to one
4: individual's decision yeah. well we have a voice right here i'll use it for you guys if well, i can you know. tell you absolutely and would you be insulted at all if after the broadcast i went and sang the demolition theme at wrestling karaoke oh you
7: know, i love it i think it'd be huge hey if you're if you're better than bill then <laughs> no <laughs> i'm
4: definitely not better than bill but i will say my active you, you know
1: wait a second danny now this is your first ever show here on right, it is it open. is it is and you called in to say that that is your all time favorite theme. You are sitting here with I, the I, team itself. I, You're here with Action Smash Demolition. So I think this is the perfect time, quite honestly, for you to start to sing the song. They're I, right here. I think you should sing it. I think you should sing it. I will say
4: my act of contrition first, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and I will go here, there's Nick Burke. Here comes the axe. And here comes the smasher. The demolition. Walk in disaster. Come on! No, everybody Destruction! construction. All middle names. Everybody in the nation.
7: No, no. I'm but gonna go. I'm gonna that loud. I gotta tell you it. what.
1: That takes a, That takes some.
7: No, no. I'm excited. I do think it's better than Bill. <laughs> I hope so. I'll take. I'll take
4: that compliment six days a week, uh, twice but, on Sunday.
1: But it's interesting to me, and it tells you like how much 80s wrestling and like that is a bit of a golden era when you talk yeah. about this business because just a few years before that you're you know giving a neck breaker to bob Backlund outside the ring at madison square garden yeah uh, which by the way was the main event of the night that jimmy snooker jumped off the top of the oh, cage wow. It was uh, Mass Superstar and Bob Backlund was the main event that night yeah. for the WWF World Championship. And then at the Meadowlands, I remember seeing you as Crusher Khrushchev, yeah. you know, with Ivan and Nikita Koloff going up against the Road Warriors and Precious Paul Ellering. Um, so, you know, to me, those are just some. I, I can't remember what I did with my wife. Yesterday, but I remember <laughs> the entire card of Pro Wrestling USA at Rage in the Cage in 1985, and I remember that card in 1983. Yep. at Madison Square Garden. Right. It really is like etched in people's brains and their memories.
7: Yeah, it's, it's 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 part of our lives, and like we said earlier, it's nice to have the, the fans come up. They come up today, and they talk about the events and things that happened that we. Have, Imprinted on their their childhood, so it's uh, it's just nice to be remembered.
6: Yeah, you know, and I, I tell my son all the time, I'm the luckiest guy in the world for all the stuff that all of us have done and friends and you know just the matches that we've had in this business have just been phenomenal.
7: And it's 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 very nice to get the support of the fans, and without them, I mean, our lives wouldn't have meant too much, you know, we'd have. Been a 9 to 5 guy, at, uh, yeah. working hard like everybody else does. So I can tell you from personal, it would,
4: have been a, it would have been a matchup me and my partner when we were in ECW together. Would have loved to have had. It would have been a, definitely oh, a bucket list thing fun. for me and that would have been awesome. Uh, and it's really cool to see like as I'm really close with my partner from when we' wrestled together that you guys are still in each other's lives yeah. and that's a cool thing to see too yeah. that you guys yeah. can do you guys are you guys connected a lot outside of these conventions or do you just see each other when when, when when the when the timing is perfect? Well we're okay.
7: all we're all twice a month. Okay and this is our 36th year now. Wow yeah.
6: so, so a long day so. yeah we just got back from England on Monday. So God we were bless. there for that's four awesome. or five days. So yeah. yeah, we're together pretty often.
4: That's awesome. Because that's that's something that a lot of times you don't see that. You know yeah. what I mean? And is there anybody here that you've that you haven't seen in a while that you're looking forward to seeing today?
6: Well we saw Bret Hart back there and then yeah. uh, you know Warlord Barbarian, Beverly Brothers. That's awesome. Guys Luke, we have Luke twenty years sometimes.
7: Oh. It's just various stages because some of the guys you see on a regular basis or twice
6: a year. And some you don't see for 10, 20 years.
4: And some we don't get the chance to see yeah,
6: again. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny, you don't see them for twenty years and you sit down with them for a minute. It's like it's you like were with the them park. yesterday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, amazing. It's incredible. I,
1: I want to thank both of you. I mean, I'm lucky enough that this is this is my profession, this is my career is talking pro wrestling. And it's because of you guys that I fell in love. You know, with the the sport, I still look at it as a sport, the sport of pro wrestling. And I just appreciate everything that you've done for this business. And I want to thank you for taking the time out to step away from your table to come on with us today. No problem. The legends keep coming and that word is the only word that defines our next guest. And he's been on our show before, a friend of the
8: show, and Mr. Jerry Briscoe joins us here on Busted Open. Sir, how are you? Oh man, I'm, I'm having a blast, what, 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 what atmosphere this place is today.
1: And I gotta, I gotta say, for me as a, a longtime fan of pro wrestling, uh, to... To have George Napolitano taking a picture of me, to have Bill Lapter coming up, and just all these legends and all these '80s superstars—it really is it's just, it's just a magical, you know, you know, day here, Danny.
4: I literally feel like I'm in some kind of a dream, and a, and a good one at that—not yes. a nightmare. It's just uh-huh.
8: absolutely. To see everybody. Well, meeting. I don't know if you see Bill after that could turn into a nightmare.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I get it. I, I always love Bill. I Bill. Well, he's singing Barry Manilow for oh, yeah. God. Yeah. He's singing. Yeah, like, singing that's it. a little bit much. Break, as, as, yeah, as much as I love Bill after singing Barry Manilow too, it's a, bit a little much. bit
4: Desired, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I want to thank you, sir. And again, you've been on our show before, but. You know, it's times like this where I gotta thank you for being a foundation of this business that so many people love. Listen, I worked for the NFL and I've gone to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and I don't think there's been anything like this where there's thousands of people that want to be around superstars that were in the ring 30, 35, 40 years ago. But I think that's the beauty of pro wrestling is as much as we love what's going on today, we probably love it as much or more You know what the history of this business is well you know
8: i'm amazed each each time i come to one of these uh these uh conventions like this because the fans who make make our business work for so many years they're bringing so much memorabilia that's so near and dear to them it's personal to them and to see your name attached to it or them asking you to put your name on something it's just special and you know it's just a it's great, you know, I, I, I mentioned I'm old, and so uh, I have I've been around, I've seen superstar after superstar, and each generation amazes me with their skill and talent. It's, it's, it's a wonderful business, but it's all because of the, the people walking these halls out there now, the, the, the great fans of, of our business
4: absolutely and it's again it's 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 how about this brett hart guy he's not over a lick huh
8: wow i mean wow wow <laughs> this he, line. He, he hadn't lost anything right No, this,
4: this line for brett hart has been literally wrapped around his whole awesome. arena since like 9 a.m it's absolutely
1: amazing I, I, I was always more of a Shawn michaels guy so anyway <laughs> uh, um, but you know you're right it is it is pretty amazing and you know um and even for me, Danny, for for these legends that I grew up watching say that they listen to the show or they know yeah. about Busted Open, it means a lot. And, you know, we got to speak to Demolition, one of the greatest tag teams. You were part of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, giving us some of the greatest tag matches of all time. Is there is there one match for you that you look back on as your favorite?
8: You know, that one match would be a disservice to so many okay, yeah. great, oh, famous teams that, that I've been in the ring with. I can give you, you know, probably three right off the top of my head uh, that uh, that kind of set, set the stage for, for the Briscoe Brothers. And number one, I, you know, it's got to be the Funk Brothers. I yep. mean, they're classic Ooh. matches still to this day. Uh, you go down to NXT and some of these training centers. Some of those matches that Jack and I had with Dory and Terry Fonk were are on on the must-see list for the kids. That and, and our great heel turn that we did in Carolina with Ricky Seaboat and Jay Youngblood, who's one of the most unsung heroes of our business. Jay, Jay pushed Ricky to stardom, and so those two were fantastic together. And then, you know, I go all on, the. The match that kind of established me with the Northeastern uh, match was uh, with Murdoch and Adonis yep. back in Madison Square Garden. I thought those were some of the classic matches.
1: Yeah, and and you know and you know you you say those names. Yeah, and, yeah. You know one tag team that I don't think it's enough attention that people don't really talk about anymore: are the Youngbloods. You know Mark and Jay Youngblood, who had some amazing matches back in that in that period in the NWA. And one of the great things, and this is what I love about Busted Open, and probably and Tommy Dreamer talks about this all the time involving you sir is that the last time we had you here on Busted Open my draw dropped because I go back to July 14th 1984 Black Saturday and you explained that whole period and that whole mm-hmm. moment and that day where like and and it just my jaw dropped when you described it because I look back at that day of, of the day that Vince McMahon came in and took over Georgia Championship Wrestling, and that didn't need to happen, but it
8: happened, and it's well, you know, I was so proud of Green Saturday that, you know, I celebrate it every year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm marking out, because I'm
4: actually want to look up, I wanna look up the Briscoes and the Funks now, and I'm gonna probably watch that during cardio all week. Now, because I'm, I'm being a huge, Terry's one of my all-time favorites, too, so just hearing that, I wanna go back and now watch that, that stuff.
8: Yeah, Terry Funk I mean what a special what a special talent Terry was I mean you know and I go back I'm privileged to go back to the very beginning with both Terry and Junior you know because we our careers were so intertwined and growing up just so close together in Amarillo and Oklahoma that we we got our our Jack and I first year in the business we got to go to Amarillo and experience working with the funks down there so they were just beginning so we we go so far back and just have it. but Terry Terry been in the ring, and he was so great. Dory, you knew exactly what Dory was gonna do. You just had it tattooed in your mind. You knew exactly what it, The trick was stopping it, you know, because he was so good at executing what he was doing. The stopping it was was even hard, even though you knew what was coming. But Terry Funk, you didn't know what the hell Terry was going to do from one minute to another. So it presented a whole different mindset when the two were tagging it out. But made it fun. Oh, it made it so much fun. I mean, it was thirty years worth of fun.
4: (laughs) Well, I mean, if things got you guys were shooters, so I mean, you know, it could have been one of those things where it got a little. You gotta reel him back in, I get it, but yeah, no, I definitely am interested. I wanna watch I'm gonna go back and <laughs> watch that few so. for sure.
1: For sure. And you know, I mentioned before about, you know, George Napolitano, Bill After being here. How important were those magazines back in the day?
8: Well, just as a Bill After, we've talked we, yeah, I get Bill so, so much grief all down, I love Bill to death. Uh his one man shows or a must-see uh, event when he comes to town near you but jack briscoe gave bill after his very first interview for wrestling wrestling magazine wow. his very first stanley Weston told bill he said there's this kid down in florida that's real hot we really on a move we need a story with him bill's dad was living down in south florida so bill came down for uh, florida for for uh, uh, a holiday so during that holiday, say he set it up with Eddie Graham to interview Jack. He went back, and he was a hero for for getting the first interview, national hero uh, interview with Jack and Bill. After first national. Interview. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> Never heard that. Before. No, that's I haven't incredible. either. That's that's.
8: But that but that was the
1: power of the
8: the print. Was, you know? the, the promoters. I mean, if you look back in Madison Square Garden, Eddie Graham, Jim Crockett, uh, uh, Jim Barnett would send guys up to the garden. Because they knew if you wanted any national publicity, that's where the magazines were. So they had that relationship with Vince Senior where they could they could send talent up there just for the just for the aspect of getting national publicity. Wow, that makes it makes complete yeah. sense because like you said, all those magazines were
1: based in the New York area, all those photographers were from that area. Bill After, George Napolitano were all from that area. It makes sense that you had to have them go to get to Madison Square Garden to get that
8: exposure. Exactly. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. And
4: outside of his singing, nobody has anything negative to say about Bill. Anywhere you go, anywhere.
8: <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We, but we know Bill.
4: <laughs> uh, but it's still, it's still, uh, it still speaks to his contributions to the wrestling. It's it just, uh, uh, you know, uh, like nobody has anything negative to say about Bill. Just one of those class acts so you see every 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 i don't see him as often as i used to obviously yeah. but like i said this whole thing for me is like riding a bike seeing guys i haven't seen in 15 20 years
8: and then uh, we mentioned george i mean what an important part george play, played with 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 the pictorial uh, uh yep. addition all the time i mean our business was made uh, we were all young kids we'd walk by those magazine stands and what would catch your eye Probably a George Napoliano picture on the cover of one of those magazines. Because he was really the first photographer that would
1: get those bloody pictures. He would go to Puerto Rico, and he would get... Those pictures of Abdul the Butcher and Carlos Colon and those bloody pictures on main event magazines which just stand out uh, on the newsstands, especially those old pictures too of Freddie Blassie and it got, uh, being busted open.
4: And it got wrestling out different organizations and territories out to people like me as a kid who never could see that stuff yep. on television. And to be honest, my I would take two trains to wrestling camp every day, and I would have a stack of magazines that I would just read on the trains going into, going from New Jersey to Long Island. So all those contributions helped me pass the time onto my
1: way to wrestling training. It's, it's, it's incredible. And then when you look at, like like Danny was just saying about those territories, and now seeing like a WrestleMania in front of 80, 85,000 fans, was that anything that you ever thought would happen? Because I remember as a young kid when, you know, Texas Stadium, 42,000, Shea Stadium, 35,000, but to see every year now two nights of a stadium full of people did you ever think that would actually
8: happen well I'll tell you this you know I was blessed at, at going to a major university and, and 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 wrestling in front of you know major crowds for for back in those days Max, uh, you get max a building out 15,000 maybe 12 15,000 people but I was always always you know, included in that, and, and had that opportunity to do that. So when I got professional wrestling and I'd see some of the little house show crowds or little spot show crowds, as we call them, some of those shows that were off the beaten path and all that, I mean, it was terrifying, you know, and I'd, my high school team grew, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people at a match. So getting that, but you know, just the ego, you know, you always knew in the back of your head that wrestling deserved a better spot than what it was getting back in those days Mm -hmm. and wrestling somehow with the right people would would eventually get there so I always, I don't know if I saw it, but I always dreamt about being a part of something big like that. And and I got to thank you And in and, and a, and a
1: day and a moment that I always look back with disdain. I now look back uh, differently because I really do feel like the WWF going to WTBS at that time on the Superstation and getting that type of exposure and then later what happened with the first WrestleMania, what we're seeing right now, it kind of did start with that date back in 1984. And you, sir, had the vision to see where the product was going, where pro wrestling was going, what the future of pro wrestling was. And, you know, I want to give you your flowers because you saw that vision, you had that vision.
8: You know, I don't know if it was me more so than my brother because Jack was at the end of his career. He had a more open mind about where the business was going. And, and then I was so still immersed myself into it and was still blindsided by what was right in front of me instead of looking at the big picture down the line. But you could, you, you know, people said WWF killed independent wrestling. If you go back and look at history, wrestling was in bad, bad shape. It was only like the Carolinas was doing business, Florida, off and on, not consistent. And Georgia was just existing off of its exterior promotion, not the interior state of Georgia. That's the reason they had to go out of state to kind of make a living. So times were changing, and Jacks was able to, to visualize that more so and kind of sold me on that visualization. And uh, there was only one way to go. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for taking the time to come over here today.
1: I know it's really busy. You have a table here, and there's a lot of fans that want to meet you, and I just want to thank you for taking the time out and being on the show. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash open trial to start your free trial today.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.